Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, the show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the tee. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining me again today on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, an absolutely spectacular place. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses were ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself just absolutely how great it is and to book your stay as well. Again, FrenchLick.com. We are also sponsored by our friends over at The Leather Shop, makers of top-quality custom-made leather, dress, casual, and golf shoes. Folks, do your feet a favor and put them inside shoes. They're going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find them online at the-leather-shop.com. We also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the World Golf Village, located in historic St. Augustine, Florida. It is also the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame. Folks, no matter the time of year or the length of your visit, the World Golf Village is sure to deliver an experience with family and friends that, you know, you're going to make memories that are going to last you a lifetime. For more information about them, go to worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. Plus, we, also, we want to give a shout out to a pair of new friends. First, over at the PGA Tour Superstore, which is, you know, for those of you who have been there, you know it. It is a a golf wonderland inside there. And it is the best place to get everything you're going to need to, you know, look good. And, you know, when you're out there on the golf course, what do you need? You need golf balls. You need golf clubs. You need range finders. So much more. Great stuff you're going to find it throughout the PGA Tour Superstore. So check them out online as well at PGATourSuperstore.com. And our, again, a second new friend, the Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company. Folks, raise your game to new heights in performance with a brand that's been known for style, character, and excellence for the last 25 years. The Bobby Jones Company, they have an inspired collection of products that capitalize on fabric technology to deliver a modern look and performance while honoring the legacy of Bobby Jones that delivers on the promise of enduring style. They work hard to earn your respect, your trust, your business, and just as important, your long-term friendship as well. Communicate that you're here to stay by wearing clothes from a brand that has been showing enduring style and presence for 25 years, and that's the Bobby Jones Company. Check out all of their great styles online by going to bobbyjones.com. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I have the privilege of having the CEO of Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company with me. That is and I'm very excited to have Andy as part of the show today. I'm going to talk with him about his career to this point. We'll go back to, you know, starting out as a graduate of the University of North Texas to being the director of sales uh, for Polo and, and Ralph Lauren. We'll talk also about starting his own company with his brother, which really has a great story attached to it. I look forward to Andy sharing that story. And then we'll talk about him taking over as CEO of the Bobby Jones Company and Jones Global Sports, which has so many exciting changes coming up uh, here in the very near future, including some renovations coming up here in Atlanta to the Bobby Jones Golf Course. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Andy's going to be with me here in just a few moments. So we've got another great show lined up for you this morning. I'm so glad that you're here to take the journey with me. 
And like I mentioned a moment ago, Next on the Tee is brought to you by our friends over at their French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Let's hear a word from our friends up there. This is the time to play legendary golf at French Lick Resort. Book one of our money-saving packages like the Hall of Fame package and play our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses. Stay in historic luxury at our French Lick or West Baden Springs hotels. Relax in our spas. Dine in our restaurants. Have some gaming fun in the casino. Or just rock on our rambling verandas like they did 100 years ago. Go online to FrenchLick.com and book your legendary golf getaway now at French Lick Resort. Folks, I've been there and played the Pete Dye course and the Donald Ross course. They are absolutely spectacular. My family and I, we can't wait to get back up there a little bit later this summer. The French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And like you said, my friends, they've got a casino right there on the property as well. For more information and to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. And folks, every week, every week here on Next on the T, we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are keeping us safe all around the world. And we also want to thank them for tuning in on the Armed Forces Radio Network with us here today. We want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms, our freedoms and our liberties. And we also want to thank our veterans out there for all that you and your families have done for us over the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Folks, if you see a member of our military when you're out and about, whether it's in the airport, at a restaurant, at the grocery store, wherever you may be, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our true heroes. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T be a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. And I also want to continue to remind our veterans out there, please be sure to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. You know, it is a great site with a wealth of news and information and articles specifically geared towards our veterans out there that I'm sure you're going to find both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. All right, now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Andy Bell. Let me give you some more background on Andy. <coughs> He earned his B.A. degree at the University of North Texas, which Steeler fans like me, you know, you'll remember, me and Joe Green went to school there. Plus, our listeners who follow us on the football side on our show Thursday Night Tailgate, you know, our friend and uh, U.S. Olympic bobsled team member Johnny Quinn is also an alumni of North Texas. In the early 1990s, Andy was the director of sales for Ralph Lauren. In the mid-2000s, he became the owner and president of House of Carrington, a high-end clothing company that Andy and his brother launched after discovering a long-lost family journal, which we look forward to talking more about here in a moment. In the late 2000s, Andy became the president of Summit Golf Brands and Fairway and Green. In 2013, he took over as president and CEO of Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company, and I'm honored that he is next with me, uh, next on the tee with me this morning. Good morning, Andy. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Nice to be here. So, Andy, let's start with uh, your time at North Texas. Um, when you were there, I mean, you're looking out, uh, you know, a young guy looking out, uh, you know, to the future of your career. Did you ever think you'd be here 20 plus years later? No, really didn't. It, it was an interesting start, quite honestly. I, I, growing up as a kid in, in the Dallas area, uh, I was fortunate enough to spend time around Don January. And for those of you that love the game, we'll, we'll know certainly Don January is one of the pioneers of the PGA Tour, and certainly at that time what was the senior PGA Tour. So Don's older brother, AC, was actually my instructor for my golf game through 
uh, high school and, and college uh, until he passed from cancer. And so I, I was, again, fortunate to be around that family and, and really come to appreciate um, golf and its history and everything from my time with them. So and obviously Don being, a, yeah, Don being an alum, um, and I want to say Don, uh, Reeves McBee, and I can't remember who else, 61, 62, were national champions at the University of North Texas, which was at that time North Texas State. And to, to that point, Andy, talk about the influence that AC and Don January had on you. What did they teach you? What did you learn from those guys that, you know, not only helped you, obviously, you know, with your golf game, but then, you know, as you, you know, gone on to lead a couple of golf companies later on in life? Uh, you know, the first thing they taught me to hit it low, you know, was Texas wins. I, I, that was one <laughs> of the things that was probably most important. But you, you know what? I think more than anything, um, just character and, and respect and honor and integrity and those things that are just important to, to be, um, you know, that this game brings to light, you know, just through its, its normal pace. It, it's, it's always there. And, and, you know, those guys were so um, held the game in such reverence and all the people that had come before them. And, and obviously, uh, working for Don and at Stonebriar Country Club in that North Dallas area, there was a lot of guys that passed through uh, that area to say hello to him. And so I, I was fortunate to meet a lot of those guys and listen to the things they had to say. So I, I think as much as anything, I just really built a tremendous respect for uh, the game of golf and, and uh, how to play it, you know, playing it the right way and, and what it means to, um, you know, to carry yourself, you know, with, with that kind of respect. And, you know, Andy, we talk a lot on this show about the mental side and the mental approach to the, you know, to the game of golf. And, you know, you talk about, you know, him teaching you, talking to you about how to play the game of golf. But did they, did they, you know, ever instill to you on the, you know, on the mental side when you're out on the golf course and, you know, whether things are going really well or they're not going well at all. And we all go through those stretches, you know, out on the golf course where we have a bad hole or two. Did they talk to you about, you know, the mental side and how to keep your mind right and, and to stay focused and in the moment? Yeah, they they really did, and it's a cliche, you know. Here, whether any sport, everybody says, "Oh, it's it's one game at a time, it's one shot at a time." But it it really is so so true. And I was uh, a bit of a hothead, not awful, but um, I, I think more than anything that, that in that mental side of the game, their comments to me were always that you just have to go through all 18 holes at the same level. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Cause the minute you think you're great, something bad's going to happen. And the minute you think you're bad, something great's going to happen if you can stay in the moment. So I think it's true of life. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a great way to go, you know, enjoy it, but you've got to recognize that things change so rapidly. And so I, I, I developed an ability to just kind of stay right at that level and, um, you know, kind of take what was in front of you. And it's really the only way to play because you can't already happen. Um, the only thing you can affect is the next one in front of you. And so that's as it, tr- simple as that message is, and obviously you hear it all the time. It really is true. So, Andy, take us, you know, through, from, you know, from the time you were at North Texas State. How'd you go, or University of North Texas, how'd you go from North Texas to being director of sales for Ralph Lauren? You know, I was... Uh, as I said, I was working for John, um, not really in the program. I started out in Mode Greens and Rake Bunkers for him before he opened the course. And ultimately, while I was going to school, I ran the retail operations for the club and, you know, managed the pro shop for him. And I, and I got to meet some great people, and I was buying from the people at Ralph Lauren. 
and an opportunity came up to join their sales team on the uh, golf side. And so as soon as I got out of school, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess I should offer it up. I actually was All-American, AJGA All-American 1989, uh, honorable mention. So two teams ahead of me. Um, had a good junior career, you know, grew up playing against, you know, for me, Justin Leonard, Harrison Fraser, Trip Keeney, that was my high school foursome, you know, during the, during the week and the events. And junior golf for me was Mickelson and Stuart Sink and David Duvall. So every time we move, I find that All-American plaque and I realize why I went and got a job because everybody in front of me is on tour. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was close enough to the game. What I realized is that they were better. Um, you know, I would put my ball striking up against really anybody, but, I, you know, I could go around and hit 16 greens and shoot 70. And, you know, I'm with Leonard, and he hit 14 greens and shoot 65. You know, and I'm like, what, what just happened? But they were just <laughs> better. They were just better getting the ball in the hole. They were just better. And so, you know, for me, I was fortunate to realize that, um, kind of accept my, my place in golf. Um, and so I went to work, you know, took a job, and I was able to stay connected to golf you know, starting with Ralph Lauren in their golf division. So it was a good spot for me. Then ironically enough, um, when I came on uh, to run the golf division, we were paying Justin Leonard to wear, to wear the clothes. So uh, he, he was always one step ahead of me. Um, so, but it was, uh, it was a great experience and, and became very self-aware, um, which I think is important too. You know, I knew what I was good at. I knew what I wasn't good at. And, I, you know, there's guys I still think today that I played college golf with um, that are out chasing it on some mini tour somewhere, you know, continue to play. And that was really just not um, what I wanted to do. So that led me to Ralph Lauren. And so I went to work for them right out of school and spent a number of years on the road selling, um, you know, worked in their facility in Greensboro, North Carolina, where customer service and the operation was ultimately in New York City. Um, running sales in the golf division and did a lot of things. And it, it's such a great company. I mean, such a great brand. Um, and the 10 year education on the apparel business that I wouldn't trade for anything. And, and from there, Andy, I, I read a story about how you, you know, you discovered a long lost family journal from your wife's grandmother. And, you know, from there, the you know, house of Carrington brand was born. Do you mind sharing that story? Yeah, I, I can talk a little bit about that. We were, um, I had left Ralph Lauren actually after 10 years and we had just had our, our first uh, baby after seven years of trying and, you know, it ended up with, uh, through in vitro. And so it was kind of a special moment. And I was at the time commuting between New York and Dallas and it was uh, a bit stressful on everybody. So we, we took the opportunity to, to get away. We relocated back up to Wisconsin where the family was and I went to work um, with my brother for a couple of years inside a, a family business to try and get it positioned to ultimately sell it and move on. So that, that happened actually didn't take as long as we thought. And so we, we started our own company and it was at that time. And this was really before kind of just maybe just before the athletic brands really kind of coming into golf and Under Armour and Nike and Adidas and those things, or maybe it's just coming around. And this, there was just a place that I felt for a, sophisticated, elegant product without the prices attached to it. And we had a, a unique opportunity that we, we found uh, 
some history of the, you know, family history. And there are some great stories in there. And, and I can't stand here and tell you that we didn't take our liberties with the story to make it uh, a little more interesting than maybe it was. Um, but the, the idea of, you know, life in the, the 20s and 30s and this, uh, this idea that everything was a moment, you know, I mean, it was people went through life and, and they looked at everything, you know, each day, um, and how they dressed and the way they acted and the way they treated each other. And, you know, if you think just about flying, you know, getting in an airplane, you know, back when it, you know, it was new, it was such an experience. It was, so it was, there was a lot of kind of romantic ideas around it. And so it was, a, it was an easy way to build, um, a fun story and, and try to engage people emotionally with the idea that, you know, a pair of sweatpants isn't the only way to go through life. <laughs> and so you, you go from there and now all of a sudden you get lured away to, to leading, you know, the, uh, you know, Jones global sports and, and the Bobby Jones brand. How did that come about? Yeah, I, I was, uh, so I, there's a, I got a bridge something for you in that we, we launched house of Carrington, in 2007. So just in time for the great crash <laughs> in 08 and 09. Yeah. So timing is everything in life, right? Um, and we, we really, we had a great response to the brand. People liked the idea, but when, when things got really tough in, in 08 and 09, you know, we were a fringe player. And, and so again, being self-aware, we recognized the best thing we could do was kind of put the idea on the shelf and so I went to work for Summit Golf Brands and ran Zero Restriction in Fairway and Green for a few years. Um, but I've always admired the, the Jones brand. Um, my father passed away four years ago, five years ago, um, and in his closet still was a Bobby Jones shirt I gave him in 1989. Um, I'll never forget it. It was a forest green and navy blue stripe. It was a made Italy cotton and this thing looked as beautiful as the day I gave it to him and he held it in such high regard um because of the quality and and really his respect for Bobby Jones the man he was a, a big fan of everything that Bobby Jones stood for um and so as I kind of grew up in my career those were the things he talked to me about was um you know those ideas the things that Jones stood for um, so that was kind of a when I sound you know going through his things and, and helping my mother clean up and um, it was, when you went into this closet, the shirt, it was almost like it had a halo over it. You know, you walked in and there it was, it was like by itself. It was this really cool thing. And it struck me kind of interesting. And so the opportunity to join, um, the team that was taking over the Jones brand, um, and, and lead it into a, a new day was, uh, honestly, it was just, it was too good to be true. It was, it, it's, is can, I can honestly say this is the single greatest thing that I've done in my career because of all of the things that are behind it. You know, the opportunity to talk to the Jones family on a weekly and uh, regular basis to understand, you know, what it means for them, you know, how to carry on that legacy. So it's so much more than just shirts. And, and if you're looking for inspiration, you know, we have it every day and it's a great way to challenge our team. And, um, you know, we're not curing cancer. You know, we make shirts, but at the end of the day, we do have a responsibility to the Jones family um, and living up to everything he stood for. And so that opportunity was, like I said, was just too great to pass up. Um, a lot of work to be done to bring the brand, you know, to today, to get it to be modern and, and relevant. Um, 
which we've done, and, and it's been a fun journey so far. And as you mentioned, Andy, talk about the relationship that you have with Bobby Jones the Fourth and his thoughts and visions for you know his grandfather's legacy. Yeah, I, I think um, Dr. Jones he has a it wanted it's it's great time to be able to spend with him in, in here. Obviously, he's got somewhat of a firsthand experience and the stories that he's learned over the years and and the things that he knows about his grandfather and it's great. I, I could spend hours and days listening to, um, that, that world. Um, it's a great relationship they, they, um, you know, they keep us in, in, engaged. Certainly they're, they're not worried about the day-to-day operation, but they follow us closely with, and, and we keep them informed in terms of marketing and, and what we're doing and how we're shaping the brand and where we go. Because like I said, it's, it's more than just trying to build a business, um, you know, selling clothes, it's really about doing that and being truly responsible to his grandfather's legacy. Which, you know, I got to believe, you know, Andy is, you know, I think about, you know, the, the Bobby Jones brand and, and the legacy that he has and, you know, in the game of golf, it, it's got to be um, on some level, you know, a very weighty responsibility for you to, you know, that goes beyond, you know, leading a company and leading the fortunes of a company because you carry all of that, you know, all of that legacy and that the, the, the history and the, and, and what, what it means to be Bobby Jones, you know, kind of with you on the, on the back of, you know, on your back and on the back of that, you know, logo all the time, that's gotta be a pretty weighty responsibility every day, you know, on top of just, you know, running a company, is it not? Yeah, it, it can be, it, it really can be. But I, I think in the end, it's, it's pretty simple in that you just have to do the right thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's probably oversimplistic, but especially in today, I mean, wow, it's hard to watch the news today. Um, But there's, that's kind of boil it down to its most simple platform is, is do the right thing, you know, and, and generally those are pretty clear. You do find some areas, you get some decisions to be made that, that there's gray areas and, and those are more challenging decisions, but do the right thing. And, And we really, in its simplest form, we're actually we're launching a new concept for spring of 17 called rule 18. Um, and if you know the golf rules, rule 18 has to deal with the ball at rest moving. And we all just lived it with Dustin Johnson. <laughs> yes. Um, who, who, by the way, I, you know, given everything that happened, I mean, wow. Talk about character to stand up in, in that situation and not knowing kind of what his fate was. But it, if you'll, if everybody will recall, you know, Jones called the penalty on himself in 1925 in the U S open. Right when everybody around him said, no, it didn't move. We didn't see it. There's no penalty. He, in his heart, believed the ball to have moved, and he knew what the rule was. And so ultimately he went on to lose that open in a playoff. Um, but that's the ultimate integrity, right? I mean, to, to know right. the right thing. When, when, who, to me, who are you when no one's watching? Probably the greatest question. Who are you when no one's watching? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's Bobby Jones, and it's it's so far beyond the golf course. The things in life that he did. I mean, it, the stories are really cool. If you think, you know, he. So here's a, a guy. If, if you look at his record on the golf course, you know, in what they call the seven fat years, say from 23 to 30. Um, I think he. And I'll fumble the numbers a little bit, but um, you know, played in, participated in 20 major championships. Um, 
and at that time, obviously, it was U.S. Open, U.S. Amateur, British Open, and British Amateur, um, and won or finished second like 16 times. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and, you know, everybody obviously knows the Grand Slam in 1930. Um, famous picture of him with four trophies. The cool thing that a lot of people don't know is in Jones' mind, it was really five trophies, that fifth trophy being the Walker Cup. He had gone over across the pond uh, as captain of the playing captain of the Walker Cup team um, and led them to victory there and then stayed for months. I mean, think about this, too. Takes a boat over how different things were. Take a boat and spend months because uh, it wasn't like going to hop on a plane, go play, come back, you know, go back again. You know, he was there. So it, it's uh, the, the stories and the things. And it, it, while he was doing all that, you know, graduated from Georgia Tech with a degree in engineering, went on to Harvard to get a degree in English literature, couldn't play for the Harvard golf team. Um, so he acted as the, the manager for the golf team so he could get a letter. I mean, but how about the guy humble enough that good of a player to be accept himself to be the manager and support the rest of that team playing golf. Um, you know, went to Emory University and, and a couple of semesters actually passed the bar exam so he didn't have to finish. But wouldn't practice in court because he was afraid of celebrity celebrity status would unfairly influence a jury. So, I mean, those are the things that you like really, really cool stuff. Um easy to find inspiration in, in his life, both on and off the golf course. Mm-hmm. No doubt. That is all fantastic stuff. And, and Andy, you know, I'm, I'm here in Atlanta. So, you know, Mr. Jones remains a very important part of this city. I visited his gravesite, you know, many times there at the Oakland cemetery. I'm one of the thousands of people that hope for some good mojo in my golf game by placing a golf ball on his grave. But, you know, I read, you know, the proposed project, to give the Bobby Jones golf course over to the state of Georgia versus being owned by the city of Atlanta that got approved by the Atlanta city council. Talk about, you know, what that means, you know, for the Bobby Jones golf course and and the amount of money that's going to be now invested into it and the potential that it creates for a, you know, a new golf facility and one that, you know, where people can learn, you know, learn the game of golf and also be used by uh, Georgia state university. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an amazing project. Really, it, it's I, I know it's it's close to the to the heart of the Jones family and, and Marty Elvison, the the attorney that has represented the Jones heirs for a long time. Um, you know, it, it's a golf course that, given its surroundings and its space, just hard to keep up. We're all hitting it further. <laughs> you know, if you think about technology and the ball traveling further, and you've got a confined space, and so. Um, the opportunity uh, to really take it and bring it into 2016, 2017 by, um, you know, investing in it. To, to the, so the idea is to take it at what is an 18-hole golf course, which is um, of, on a very small space. And, and honestly, if uh, you're spraying the ball at all, it could be quite dangerous. So you got to watch for incoming golf balls. Uh, but the idea is to get it into a, a world-class nine-hole facility with a reversible nine. So it will still be an 18 facility, but it's going to be a unique reversible nine um, situation. And then a state-of-the-art driving range teaching facility. Um, all of the golf community here in, in Georgia is going to take the opportunity to have this become the golf house. So you'll have the, the PGA section um, office there. You'll have the Georgia State Golf Association. Matt Williams and his team will be there. Uh, golf Hall of Fame. So it's you're going to have this center of the golf universe at uh, the Bobby Jones Golf Course. 
Um, it's going to be a really great project. I think it, it's going to show the world what you can do in, uh, you know, in the city with a small piece of property uh, to make it, you know, really a world-class facility in, in terms of uh, instruction and learning the game of golf. So it, it, it'll be a, uh, we hope it'll be a, a great beacon for other people looking to, to find projects like this. And uh, as I as I you know read through everything that uh, the project's going to entail, you've also got a uh, there's also going to be a Georgia Golf Hall of Fame uh, as part of that as well, right? That's correct. Yep, that's correct. So, Andy, let's let's you know kind of get back to you know some of the some of the apparel things that you guys have got going on with with the brand. And I you know I like your father, you know been a big brand uh, fan of the brand for for many years. Talk about you know you've got a, a wonderful performance line. You, you talked about uh, some of the, the materials being used in the in the um, in the shirts previously. Talk about you know the performance line and the things that uh, the Bobby Jones brand are, are utilizing now with respect to fabric technology. Sure, it, it's um, so. If anybody that that has followed the brand over the years, it, it was launched in 1989 as the sportswear arm of Hickey Freeman Taylor Clothing, which obviously was a made in America up in Rochester, New York, great, venerable Taylor Clothing brand. And Jones was the sportswear arm. And it was all, at the time, all made in Italy. It was very luxury, very expensive. Um, and I still, the, the interesting thing is, is still there's people out there that perceive us to be that, which isn't a bad thing. You know, they still perceive great product, luxury, quality, but also with that comes expensive, comes hard to care for, it's all cotton, all of those things. And the, the universal truth is change, right? Every, no matter where you go, things are, are changing, and, and you have to evolve. And I think that's the. I've always said it, it, it. You have to be very aware of what's going on in the market, it, and it's it's sometimes challenging. You want to put a stake in the ground and say, you know, by gosh, we're a, you know, all cotton shirt company. This is what we believe in. But when the pace of change outside your window is greater than the pace of change in, you're probably in trouble. And so this brand needed to evolve and, and what's going on today. And certainly this is a big part of Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, and that athletic sense. I mean, today, when, you, when I look at golf, um, it has much more of an athletic connotation today than it ever has. Um, and you look at how fit these guys are and the things they're wearing and what they're doing. And I, I think that plays an influence. And I think just time, everybody's busy. There's not enough hours in the day. It's the one thing we can't get more of. And so this concept of easy care is critical. I mean, and I think people want a versatile wardrobe. And so I, when we talk performance, that's the, to me, somewhat of a misnomer because I, I've got buddies and I won't call them out by name, but <laughs> they're, they're in a cart for four hours. They're drinking a few beers. They're smoking a cigar or two. They're not worried about performance in the sense of an athlete. What they love is the easy care aspect of it, that they don't have to iron it, that they don't have to mess with it. They could throw it in a suitcase and get out on the other end on a golf trip and have everything ready to go. So to performance in their mind is really performance in the sense that I don't have to care for it. And God bless them. You know, that, that, and I think that's a big part of it, right? It's, it, because there's things that the Nikes and those people in the world, obviously the R&D that those brands do for their sports that – require uh, so much more movement in 
speed and all of that, you know, you get some great R and D. Some of the technology coming through golf today is, is really, really cool when you get down to the core of it in terms of managing temperature and all that. So that's made its way into the game, and, and obviously we need to embrace it. And, it, and it's a, when we came on board, I would say that's probably the first thing that was missing. And so we went hard at work right away um, to make sure that we were modern and relevant in that idea. So yeah, our line today still has great cotton product. Um, it's not made in Italy, though, um, although there's nothing wrong with made in Italy. They make wonderful products. But we felt like while we're, we're a premium brand, there was still a price that we needed to – where we needed to be. And, um, and so we – I think the prices that people used to see are far different than where we are today. You know, you had a $150 retail shirt before, and today we're 79 to $95. So it's, it's a different world. Um, but the performance collections really drive a lot of what we do. And so um, you can call them what you want. You can call them tech fabrics and performance fabrics. At the end, they're all some form or blend of polyester, nylon, and spandex, and they're extremely comfortable. The facilities overseas in Asia are doing a wonderful job with R&D. And so today you can get performance fabrics, polyester-based fabrics, that feel and look as good as cotton and then deliver all of the easy care qualities and certainly moisture management and everything that goes with it. So if you're not there today, um, you're making a mistake. That's just where the consumer is. And so for us, that's the key to everything we do is we have to know where the consumer is at all times. Um, And if we're at our best, we can anticipate where the consumer is going to go next. And that's probably the single greatest challenge. I'm talking with Andy Bell, president and CEO of Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company here on Next on the T. And Andy, just a couple more before we let you go. To me, the uh, the Bobby Jones Hybrid Golf Clubs were at the forefront of hybrids and really led to the way of them becoming, you know, a standard now in everyone's golf bag. I'm just curious to get an update if you know what's what's happening with the Bobby Jones line of golf equipment. Um, first of all, you need to understand that Jesse Ortiz is a genius. Um, and one of the greatest guys in golf. If there's everybody that was going to carry on that banner for the Jones uh, brand and the Jones family, Jesse Ortiz is like the perfect mold. Um, he, if if you remember, you remember Orlamar Trimetal? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We we when we talk, we date ourselves. I always love to ask people that because <laughs> I can get a sense of how old they are if they say yes or no. Uh, <laughs> So Jesse and his father built um, the Orlemar business, the tri-metal business. And this was unique technology at the time. It was a shallow face, easy to hit. They were number one on tour. They didn't pay a single guy. Not one guy was paid. Think about that, about how much money's caught up today in filling up golf bags full of equipment. These guys didn't pay one person to play it. They played it because it was simply the best. Um, and what I love about Jesse is he's always come at the, the, the game from a game improvement point of view. He's not trying to drive tour caliber product down anybody's throat. You know, he's looking at a 20 handicap, a 15 handicap, and trying to figure out how to help you take three to five shots off your game and make it more enjoyable. And that's, I think, right at the heart of, of Bobby Jones. If you think about go back to him, and again, this is part of the legacy. He was one of the very first people to really – get into a match set of irons. And I think he had a, in the early years, he had this uh, started with Spalding and, you know, put out these irons. And so there's a legacy of golf equipment. And it, it was his degree in engineering from Georgia tech that, you know, had him in that mindset. He loved to 
tinker and understand his um, his equipment and his swing. So to have Jesse, you know, with us, really responsible for the golf equipment business is is unreal. And, and he continues to this day to make um, an amazing product. And he's he's not going to go fight with the big boys. Um, not enough money in the world to try and insert yourself into that race. So he quietly makes a really, really, really good product um, that if you're looking for game improvement and you know, looking for clubs that are a little easier to hit, um, he's the guy. He's the guy. And if you, you're as likely to call and get him on the phone as anybody else in the organization. If, I can promise you if any one of your listeners made the phone call and said, you know, here's what I'm trying to accomplish, um, you know, what does Jesse, Jesse call you back. I mean, he, he's wow. that close to his business, and I, I know I've had people who've called me and said, well, you know, I want to tell you about an experience I had. I, you know, I was going to order a, you know, 17 or 20-degree hybrid, and, you know, I just couldn't make up my mind, and the phone call he got back was from Jesse asking questions wow. about his game, how the ball traveled. And so it's a, like I said, it, it's a very special kind of hand, one-by-one um idea i mean the, the equipment he's he's built some really cool technology adjustable technology into these um but he's just good like, like i said jesse's just good at what he does his experience with his father Lamar, and, and they make just good quality products so we're, we're very proud of that relationship yeah and indeed as you mentioned the olimar product and you know again dating now dating you and me i've got a three wood and a four wood out there in, in my collection of golf equipment so yeah very familiar yeah i'm i'm a big forward fan i I think i've I've carried the forward uh a long time and i'm still a r9 guy so i the the difficult thing i think today for uh it's not well not difficult the great thing for the consumer today is they can go to the driving range see their pro put this equipment on the machine and it'll tell you spin rates are better is it going further what's it doing you know years ago we all had to rely on the ad in the magazine that said you're going to hit it 15 yards further (laughs) <laughs> and now we know, right. you know, now right. we, information is very, very powerful because now we all know. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Andy, let's, uh, let's talk some fun stuff. You know, our regular listeners uh, to this program know that my favorite place on the planet is the Augusta national golf club. If you ask me, Chris, I'll pick you up and put you down anywhere on the planet. Where do you want to go? I'll say Augusta national every single time. So what's yours and the company's relationship like with Augusta national and the masters tournament? And uh, more importantly, have you gotten to play the course? Uh, I have been fortunate enough to play it. Um, it's a, it's a very, very special place. Uh, obviously giving or uh, given Mr. Jones relationship and, and his participation with Clifford Roberts in, in starting the club and, and launching the tournament. Um, there is, and always will be a very special bond between, Bobby Jones and Augusta National. Um, so it, it's a relationship that we are uh, we hold very dear to our heart. Uh, it's a place we love uh, and will always love. Andy, let our listeners know, how can they follow you and the Bobby Jones brand and uh, Jones Global Sports both uh, online and over social media as well? Yeah, you, we certainly, bobbyjones.com, um, is the, the, the center of our universe in terms of, of getting new products to market and everybody keeping pace with, with what we're doing. Um, we do a nice job on, on social. Um, so you'll see us out on Facebook uh, and Twitter, uh, Instagram to some degree as, as we kind of work through that. But, it, it, again, it kind of centers around uh, bobbyjones.com. We have a, a consumer catalog that people can subscribe for right there on the website and get that in the mail. If you're like me, I'd love to see 
I love to flip pages and touch and feel. So catalog may be the way to go if you don't love the technology. So there's a, a lot of different ways um, to stay in touch with where we're headed. That's all great stuff. Andy, thank you so much for, uh, for being generous with your time this morning and being a part of the show. We're honored to be, you know, partnering with you and to help promote such a, such a great brand. I hope you'll come back soon and, you know, give us an update on all the things that, uh, that you guys are doing because it's, it's a very exciting time right now around the, the Bobby Jones golf company. It is. Th- thanks, Chris. Enjoy it. Obviously love the show. Um, love to be back. Great. Thanks, Andy. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. We look forward to catching up with you again soon in, in between now and then, my friend. All the best to you, your family, and everyone at uh, Jones Global Sports. Thank you, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, Andy. Again, that is Andy Bell, the uh, the CEO of Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company. So great stuff on the horizon uh, for them. So please continue to check them out. BobbyJones.com. Great stuff on there. A lot of great products. They do a lot more than shirts. You're going to find shorts and, and pants and, uh, you know, just a wealth of things that are out there for, uh, for both men and women. So please check it out again. BobbyJones.com. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode. But, you know, before we close up shop, I want to remind you about our friends and, uh, you know, our partner, PGA Pro Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S., If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they're doing some amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. Kudos to Jim Estes and everybody over there. To find out more information, go to smga.org to see how you can get involved. All right, everybody. My sincere thanks again to Andy Bell for making today's show so much fun for me to be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host, Bob Lazari, and our announcer, Joe LaGianusha. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio as well as on, on the Armed Forces Radio Network as well. That show, like this one, also available on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, and SoundCloud as well. You can also find us on Podbean, our new friends over there at Podbean. So everywhere on thir- you know, every week on Thursday Night Tailgate, we are joined by legends and stars from around the NFL and the CFL as well. Please check out both shows on Facebook. Give us a like. That's important to us, too. You can find us online, this show at nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. From there, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free, folks. Plus, keep up to date with who some of our future guests are going to be as well. Thank you again for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you have you know, many, many shows to, you know, to stream or to download as podcasts. We appreciate that you've made Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. 
You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love From the people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf